Welcome to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiak, where we know everything, and so do you. Hello. Aloha. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, We just had a really nice conversation right before we went on. So we'll uh, just talk about uh, the fact that we had a great conversation, and then that'll be it for today. (laughs) This is the first compliment you're giving me. (laughs) No, no, it's not. You are really tuned out of that, aren't you? Holy God. (laughs) I can't can't accept that you're giving me this compliment. (laughs) There we go again. All right. Yes, our theme today is acceptance and surrender. And so you are accepting a compliment. I just said we had a really nice conversation. That wasn't even a compliment to you, actually, <laughs> if you think about it. It was just a compliment to our our uh, combined. What we're doing here. <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. I'm just teasing. No, it was definitely it was definitely good. I, I was thinking the same thing when we when the, the intro was playing. I was like, oh, I feel like we started off on a good foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we tell people about it? I don't know. I, you told one story that I thought was really cool that I would like to hear you tell everyone else. Mm. That, that's your mom's story. My mom's story. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yeah, let's just start with that. Tell them about. So, what's the backstory? Like, to first start with that. Uh, so I paint energy. I paint people's energy. That's I guess that's the backstory of it. And I yeah. call them energy portraits. So I do abstract. Um, I think I'm echoing. But I do. Oh, I can turn you down so you're not. So I do abstract paintings where I basically tune into my intuition and tune into your higher self and your source and basically ask the paint, like, what colors should I use to most represent you? So what pops up is like really healing colors or symbols or like shapes that, you know, dive into like your past or your future or your present to help you understand yourself better and to just to gain clarity. So I I started doing one for my family. So I made one for my brother back in March. And I felt like I really started to understand him after I made it. Like I even cried during it. It was just like a good, good release. So I thought, you know what? Why don't I take a step forward and like try my dad? Because his birthday was in June. So I did his. And here's where I want to interrupt you because I, I, this is the backstory I'm talking about. You, you got to give a little bit of backstory about your relationship <laughs> with your mom and your dad. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're 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 breaking my momentum here my <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm kidding uh yeah so anyway so i did my my parents energy porches as a form to help with the healing process with them uh, it's not like i ha- didn't have the best relationship with them but i basically watched my parents fall out of love and it really hit me a lot uh growing up when i was you know 15 16 and that really d- made me dive more into my spirituality to understand what love really is. And like, mm-hmm. that's when I found A Course in Miracles and just tuning into more of a self-love type of absence. Uh, with my m- relationship with my mom, I always kind of felt that she always needed someone's opinion about me instead of having her own opinion of- about me per se. So she would always go to my healer and ask if I'm doing okay in Hawaii or if this is the right thing that I should be doing. Instead of actually just like, you know, accepting me or the way that I am or just asking me, like, how are you doing, Monica? Like, I'm so proud of you type of thing. So with her, like, I always just had that relationship where she didn't necessarily believe me unless she heard it from someone else that I'm doing okay. Um, So that's kind of the backstory with my relationship with my mom. Mm -hmm. But with being here in Hawaii for seven years, I've kind of just learned that that's just the way that she is. So I've grown to accept her that she just always needs that validation from someone else. However, when I made the energy portrait for her, she kind of just started to believe it herself because she saw her energy that I created through the painting that I made for her and the channeled messages that came through for it too. And um, I guess she had a moving experience where she teared up a little bit when she saw it and when she read the messages and I could feel like an energy shift when she when she like when she FaceTimed me Um, and then we started talking some more and apparently um, when 
I was going to my healer when I was 14. She always like kept in touch with her and the healer told her that I'm going to be helping a lot of people eventually. And I think in that moment, my mom finally accepted that this is how I'm going to be helping people is through, through my art. And for her to experience what it is that I'm doing was very moving for me because it finally felt that she accepted me without getting that validation of like, oh, is this energy portrait right? Like, is this actually, is this actually really me? But she actually felt it. And I think that's why I love doing the energy portraits, whether it's with all the other clients that I've had. They always have this moving experience that in this moment right now, I see my true self and I understand myself and every, nothing else really matters. Like whatever is bothering you doesn't matter anymore. It's just really just diving into this present moment of I see you for you and that's enough. So that's yeah. what happened. Her birthday was just the other day on the 4th of July. So oh, okay. um, the painting like came in on Monday for her on the 5th. So, so do you feel like um, that she now accepts your you're you're not only what you're doing but where you are and all the decisions that you've made and everything yeah because i opened up and told her flat out that painting is what helps me connect with god and helps connect with me and she she like under understood that that's just the way that i communicate and i told her that hawaii is the one or this place here in hawaii has helped me heal and helped me open up these gifts of mine because i was always a creative person growing up but nothing nothing was of painting like I never painted that wasn't my medium I always did puzzles or I did crafts or like did like bracelets or something like that um so it's like she's proud that I have the artistic side back in me because she knows that that's what made me happy growing up and the fact that I can make it as like a living now is I think it's just more moving for her because it's almost as if she led me that way through being creative when I, when I was young. And now she sees that it's actually helping people. And which is what I love to do is to help people or to help them experience their energy. Right. Okay. So when she was in a state of non-acceptance during all this time, what was, what was her behavior or what was her, mm, uh, how did it feel to you when she was in that state of non-acceptance and what kind of things did she do to represent that to you? Um, I think it was just a lot of miscommunication where it didn't feel like I could truly open up to her. That was definitely one of the big things where I didn't want to share to her that I do all this like energy stuff. I think she really just doesn't know a lot of the things that I do because I just don't feel inclined to tell her. But now I feel like it's going to be more easier to to talk about this stuff or, or to help her connect with herself because I told her what she needs to work on. And I think she she's like more interested of like how I can help her versus how someone else can help help her. Um, so it's almost as if like, yes, the, the relationship has grown stronger now. But it's also like it kind of feels like I have my mom back instead of someone that's just telling me like, oh, you're not doing something right or this isn't the path for you. You should just come back home versus like her being excited now to come and visit and see what I'm, see what I'm up to. OK, so I'd like for those in the audience right now to think about who in your life that you do not accept. And, you know, you're going to think at first, well, no, I accept everyone. I think everybody thinks that they do. And, but actually there is likely somebody or multiple people, somebody's that you do not accept. And what kind of relationship improvement could be made just like Monica and her mom, if you accept that person, what, what could you, what could you open yourself up to? Because even the person who you don't accept because they're abusing you one way or another, or they're mistreating you, or whatever you've decided that they're doing to you, if you can try accepting them, what opens up for you? What becomes possible for you? And it might not seem like, oh, well, that's not something I want to do. I don't want to accept the person who treats me like crap. And in many cases, it is a parent who still kind of treats you poorly, or it's a it's a coworker, or a boss, or or even your romantic partner. Um, and and if and you've moved into non acceptance because you're trying to protect yourself, 
But when you're strong enough, when you're powerful enough, then you can actually accept them as something that you would not normally do. Like you could accept them as your greatest teacher. So you could take somebody who is really abusive and really harsh and really difficult for you to deal with. And you could say, how are they teaching me something? They don't maybe know that they're teaching me something. They don't maybe have that intention of teaching you something, or they have an intention of teaching you something that you don't really want to learn, but they are inadvertently likely teaching you all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And, and acceptance might be what they're teaching you. Because if you can accept those individuals or individual then what does that do? It's a bridge. It's another step toward higher vibrational experiences, higher vibrational emotions, higher vibrational uh, um, interrelationships. And, And even if they're low vibe, you've decided they're low vibe, they don't like you, they're horrible to you. It's amazing because if you treat them or feel toward them at least acceptance, then the next thing you know Things might change. Now, how will they change? Will you change them? Don't expect that. But maybe you might step into another timeline where they're a little bit different. Or you will discover that by accepting them or maybe even forgiving them, then all of a sudden things feel better for you. And when things feel better for you, then your vibration changes The way that you interact with them changes and you never know all of a sudden some sort of higher vibrational experience can happen where they'll start to treat you a little bit differently and then it can just keep building and building and building. So again, it's not about them. It's about you because you're the only one that you can truly change. You can't, you can't change them. You can't make their mouth go into a smile. You, you can only make your own mouth go into a smile. Yeah. I remember also um, when I was getting into spirituality, I was, I used to like journal a lot of the experiences that I had. And a couple of years ago, I went back home and I read one of my journals and I was writing about how like me and my mom got in an argument, but then I started to not react to her. I actually took a step back and just let her like have it at me and I would not like trigger her even more. And I remember writing in that journal how I did that and I was just so excited that I didn't react. And it was like, it was like, a, it's like a stepping into that higher vibration or high, that, that different dimension. It's like, if you're able to not react to something, it's you're automatically accepting that in this situation, this is happening, but actually I'm okay. And I can, you know, regroup and, and turn it back into myself because that experience helped me not react to other people. Or like when I would be at work and someone's reacting to me, I would, you know, stay not like I would stay silent, but I would be in control of what I'm going to say to this person or control myself to being more calm when I react because when you're calmer, then that person's going to realize that they messed up or that they're also reacting poorly. And I remember one time I had this one guest that that just react that that just had a lot of built up like anger towards something because I think they like missed their bus for their tour. And he was like reacting to me because he had no one else to react to. But eventually he like maybe like an hour later, he came back to like apologize for the way that he acted. And it's like through my calmness or even just through my presence, he realized what he did. And that probably helped him in the next time that he reacts that way, he may stop reacting sooner, or maybe he won't have that blow up, blow up again, or at least Mm -hmm. in a different fashion. So it's like, I completely agree with like, it's still within me. Like I bet the relationship that I had with my mom is definitely still like, it was what I had to work through because it was my sole purpose or my mission to step into this body and have these parents that I have now, because now I, I feel like I trust myself even more or I trust my gifts. Like it's not like I was waiting for her approval, but it definitely makes it easier because I don't have to hide from someone that I love of what it is that I do. And it's easier to talk about like energy now. Cause I remember when I used to start energy a lot, I, 
like didn't talk about it at all that this is what I do that's why I just like started my blog Island Awakening it was just more of like I don't want my name out there like I don't want to let anyone know that this is me but then the more I like realized how many people I was helping then like I threw it out on my Facebook I was like hey this is my blog this is what I do and like so many people from my high school reached out be like whoa this is so awesome like how did you do this and it was like empowering that like I shouldn't be hiding my true self because it's going to help other people. And it's like the same with anyone else. Like if there's something in you that you feel that that's your gift, like you need to like start showing that to the world because you just never know what's going to reciprocate or what you're going to like evolve into. And just like me with the painting thing, it happened two years ago. So it's like in two years, like who knows what else will open up next just because I started to paint or started to channel a different way. Yeah, I want to bounce off something that you said there. And that is that kind of like that escalation. Um, when when you get into a pattern of, re, uh, of, of talking to someone, you know, I've seen this a lot with with romantic relationships that, I've, you know, they've been together for so long and they're not that happy in the relationship, but they stay in it anyway. And then, yeah. and then it's like they trigger each other. <laughs> and it's just like one person says, blah. And then the other one's like, oh yeah, blah, blah. And then the next person's like, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and it just keeps going up and they're always so confused and, and they blame the other person and go, why are you like this? And, and they, they don't even realize that they're escalating this situation just as much. And so, like you were saying, to be actually be in a calm place, then what is what happens, right? You're, you're in the calm place, and they're going blah, and you just go, mm-hmm, yeah. What about this, blah? And then, and pretty soon, they can't keep going up because there's nothing to bounce off of anymore, and they start fl- fluttering back down, going, ugh, like I don't know how to like instigate, <laughs> I don't know how to get you all riled up because that's the pattern that we're in. And then all of a sudden it breaks and now you've, you've gone into new territory. So rather than you're just always in this loop for years and years and years or months and months and months, whatever the situation is, then all of a sudden when you don't participate in that escalation and now it's like, oh, wow, we've never been here before. So how are we going to react to each other now? And, and all kinds of healing and all kinds of possibilities come, but you've got to be totally present at the moment. Otherwise you'll just jump right up that old ladder that you've done before. You have to be like, okay, even though this person is generating this emotional experience within me, as they always do, I have to be aware of it. Notice that it's happening and relax as much as I can and try to remain at that lower level so that they don't bring me up the ladder. Yeah. And like the best way to practice that is to get yourself into those situations. Well, not necessarily get yourself into <laughs> those that. situations, but the more that you're around that, I think it definitely helps. Cause I've, I've worked retail and I've worked at a hotel. So it's just like, I'm just constantly around that. And I definitely feel like that helped strengthen that part of me to remain calm and to remain aware. I think my self-awareness grew a lot through the, through those years of working in those places. Cause it's like, you're literally forced to not react because if you react, you're either going to get fired or get like super in trouble. And it's like to avoid that, you got to like internalize like, okay, well, these person are just reacting, but maybe there's still something within me that's acting the same way. So I would actually turn it around. If like, if someone in that day is reacting to me this way, like who is troubling me at the moment that I can work through, whether it, was my parents or like a fling that I was in or, or maybe the pain that I was in through the injuries that I had. And it's like something that I always internalized. And then I would go into nature and then go and figure it out with like, well, why am I still getting the same type of customers that are reacting to me in this way? And once I started to just, just internalize it or to accept that there is something still within me that's bothering me, then I started seeing like a shift in the sales that I was making. I was making more sales or I would, it would be more easier to attract like more spiritually like-minded people. Cause I would always actually love just working there because I would once a day or, or every other day I would meet someone that's into Reiki or into spirituality and have really good conversations. Um, So it's always like, you'll attract what it is that you, what you, what 
how you're acting with, within you. And if you're never going to internalize it, there's no way for you to make a shift or make that like change in your, in your dimension in a way. Yeah. Well, uh, who's in the audience today? We, it, it's very quiet. Uh, say hello to us. Tell us who's here and where you're at and what do you think of what we're talking about? And then maybe ask us even some questions because we like to respond to questions. In the meantime, so, you know, the other thing that you talk about a lot is surrender. And, and I feel that surrender and acceptance are two very similar concepts. Um, uh, acceptance is a little bit more, uh, it, uh, yeah, let's, let's define the difference between acceptance and surrender. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Anna. Good to see you guys. Um, so, you know, so acceptance, I feel, is a little bit more active and surrender is a little bit more passive would you i feel like we might have mentioned it that i feel like you first need acceptance and then surrender comes because i think i went back to that incident with my with the head head split that first i accepted that this happened and then i surrendered into the moment of like hey guides come on through holly angels come on through and help me because if you can't accept in the moment that something has happened to you then you can't like fully embody that those other frequencies because um, surrendering surrendering i think it's more of like letting go and acceptance is more of like i'm about to accept that i'm gonna let go or i'm ready to let go and then surrender is like i'm gonna let go and let you know everybody else that's around me to to help 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 me through the situation. So I guess in the moment of like, if you're bickering with someone, you're accepting that they're bickering with you, but then you're going to surrender and you'll, you'll get the right message to respond to that person. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you can kind of put it in, in a more of like a three, like a 3d body experience. analogy. So Brandon, I would love it if you were to tell us what it is that's preventing you for, from, going into acceptance um, because you, you, there's obviously some sort of blockages there that you're experiencing and, and I'm sure others experience it as well. So the more that you can tell us that the help, 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 help fear, I wanted to say like healthier and help together. That does, those aren't good words to, to combine at all. The more helpful it will be for even those who are watching so that we can really isolate that for you. And acceptance definitely isn't easy. It's definitely something that, you know, it's, I guess I've worked through it so many times that maybe now it's a little bit easier for me to do it or to embody it into, it's like my first initial like reaction, but through, I've been working on myself, what, for 14 years now since I started like my healing journey. So it's not like it'll take you years to experience it, but just to know like it was hard in the beginning when I started to to learn about acceptance and to surrender. Okay. So you're feeling powerless, just, just like what we are doing. Um, I'm just so tired of feeling, feeling powerless. Okay. That's interesting. Um, so, you know, the, one of the steps to acceptance I feel is to, when you understand both sides, right, whatever the situation is, is to comprehend and, um, you know, to, to understand that people on both sides or, or one person has two possible options, right? So we can understand why they would choose to be assholes because they're suffering so much. And so it's their only way that they might choose to try to not suffer. So, okay, I get it. You know, you're suffering. And so you're choosing to be an asshole Um, or, and then understanding the side of, the person who is being abused by the asshole, like, ugh, you know, I get that side too. So the more that you can handle or understand or comprehend both sides of any situation, it does help where you, you can begin to accept those situations from either perspective. So, so I'd like for you to, you know, keep talking to us. Uh, tell us more about this powerless experience. Maybe give a specific example for us so we can start to dive in and see, you know, what, wh- how we can help you very specifically. Um, yeah. So, you know, sometimes he's, when I feel powerless, I usually like to go and do something that I really enjoy. So that way it helps raise my vibration. So maybe you feel that you you're just like stuck. Um, I don't know what it is that you like to do or even, to work out also helps because you're building those, was it serotonin that you build up? 
um, is it serotonin or dopamine? One of them. One of them. I don't remember which neurotransmitter it is, yeah. but it helps but with remember, neurotransmitters. Yeah. But I remember yesterday I was like watching, watching a TV show and then like, I could feel that it was lowering my vibration. So I like stopped it and then I went to on my phone and I started scrolling and I was like, okay, I know that I'm feeling really bad right now. So I like took out my yoga mat and started stretching a little bit. And then I did like some core, like a little core workout. And I think it was maybe for like 10 minutes, but I actually felt like I was actually raising that vibration I felt more powerful and I felt much better within me so it's sometimes it's like you might be doing too many things that are lowering you and you're not like supplementing it with something that is actually going to help like help release you because I don't really work out that much but when I do it's like I I remember that like oh like I'm in control of this body I'm in this body right now and this body actually craves movement and it feels good after doing that because then I'm more clear-minded to to do the next activity activity that I'm supposed to do so maybe Brandon maybe you've just been you know you know maybe you've been just not doing anything that's gonna help you and you're just in that limbo state of like oh I feel powerless oh this is all hard work and I've definitely felt the same too, that sometimes all this inner work is like nonsense or there's really no point of this, but those are like normal feelings to have. It's just a little dip that you're experiencing. And then the next realization that you'll have, it's like, wow, I'm so glad I've been working on myself or I'm so glad I've taken on this journey. Okay, here we go. I guess I feel like I've made too many mistakes in life, just one after the other, and I don't see a way out. If life were a video game, I would like a redo. Yeah. Okay. And so that's focusing a lot on things that you can't change. Of course, you, you know this um, because the more that you focus on that, the more you can't get to it, you can't find the solution. So we've got three types of time that we can deal with. We can deal with the past. We can, we can focus on the, did I do it right? We can focus on the past. We can focus on the future and, or we can focus on the right now. And the, the past and the future are lies. You know, the past is just your memory of it, which is a big lie because most of it, you don't actually remember the details. You only remember how you screwed up. Like that's, that's uh, another evolutionary process. We remember very well how we screwed up and that's a judgment, but we'll get into that later. Ultimately, why do we remember what we screwed up so that, that we don't do it again? It's, it's, a, it's a process by which survival is imperative to, to, to learn those lessons. So, you know, you're going, if you focus a lot on the past, you're only going to remember those negative things or, or most likely to remember those negative things unless you very specifically go, well, what's something in my past that was really great? And you actually have to, um, you know, very specifically ask for those sorts of thoughts. Your brain will provide them if you specifically ask for them. But if you don't, then it's only going to provide you screwed up this and you screwed up that and everything's screwed up and you can't go back in time and fix it. So ha ha. And you're, you can really make yourself feel crappy about it. The future is the same thing. It's there. It's, it's, it doesn't exist yet. And it, and it may not ever in the way that you think it will. A lot of people focus on the future and in that way, they worry, they focus on fear. They focus on how it's not going to go the way they want it to go. So the only time you can really accurately focus on is the right now. So how do you focus on the right now that isn't beating yourself up over the past? It's, it's to just look at your environment receive information. You have sight and smell and sound and all these things. You can listen for sounds outside. You can look for ants on the sidewalk and watch this community of amazing insects, you know, do this, whatever you can, you know, admire a tree and think about like, wow, how is that? That was a little dried up nub that we, that somebody, you know, that a squirrel probably put in the ground and it rained and then it turned into this giant massive being that's been here for, you know, hundreds of years, potentially. When you go into to, to the now moment, it's way easier to, to release all those pasts and all those worries about the future and go accept everything that's happening is exactly as it is and really tune into the miracle of the now because that nub is a miracle. The fact that you can breathe air in 
it's this weird complex gas. It goes into your lungs instantaneously. Your lungs pull oxygen out and throw it in your bloodstream. And then seconds later, you breathe out a completely different mixture of, of, of air that's, you know, that wasn't there before. That's happening all the time. These are the types of miracles that you could observe to get yourself out of the, the, the worries about the past or, I mean, the, 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 the regret about the past. And just going back to like the present moment, it's like, I feel like the present moment is your redo button, is your reset button, because you came back from the past and the future thinking, and you made it to the present. And the present could just be a couple seconds, but what in a game, it only takes a couple seconds for you to redo it and to start, start all over. And it's like, why does your mind have to tell you that I can't redo or I can't have my redo button? Like I always like New Year's just because it's like a universal restart that everyone's just so excited for this new this new year, even though it's just what a couple seconds or oh, 60 seconds for it to turn into the new year. But it's like it's almost empowering because everybody feels that I always get huge goosebumps on New Year's when all the fireworks like always come up because I can feel everybody just rejoicing. And it's like you can do that with every day that you wake up or any moment when you just take a nice, deep, conscious breath and like mistakes happen. And it's all about, yeah, accepting the mistake. But maybe there's actually an underlining like message in those mistakes maybe it was just your intuition coming through to tell you like hey you forgot to listen to me but it's just like you're you're learning through those mistakes and if you can learn from the mistake or just to find a little tiny message it's probably just your intuition that's going to help you in the next mistake that you may may make because everybody makes mistakes but it's a matter of how you're going to cope with it afterwards like how how long will it take you to to get out of that, I guess, misery in a way? For me, whenever I feel like depressed or whenever I feel like I made a mistake, like surfing is always the one that like kind of brings me back to my alignment. So it's like, Brandon, if you have I go back to like if you have an activity that you strongly feel super present or super and and empowered by I feel like you just need to do more of that and it might be hard to get back into it because it's taking me many many months to get back into surfing but when I did it last week like three times I've never felt so much joy again come back into my body and I literally felt my guides like while I was in the ocean just like floating around they literally came through and said thank you so much for being back in the water with us it was just so like it was so beautiful and I feel like if you're just stuck in your mistakes or even if I was stuck in my mistake of not getting in the water sooner, like in that moment, it was so empowering. It was just so powerful that I that I finally did it. And once you, Brandon, do that one activity that's going to bring you back to the present, like you're going to forget about this misery that you're feeling right now because it's going to be in the past and then you're going to be in the pre- in the present again. Mistakes are also a judgment of the past. And and judgment is also kind of a lie. Um, So judgment is a very uh, specific perspective of something that you have decided about the past. And you go, yeah, I pissed that person off or I missed out on that opportunity or however you might want to look at it. That's that is from a perspective of you couldn't possibly know what the other option was. Maybe you missed out on that opportunity and that opportunity would have made your life even more miserable than if you had done it or then you hadn't done it, which is what you did. So so that's the other thing, too, is you you are judging based on uh, on half the information, the mistake that you made. If you had not made it, we don't you don't even know what would have happened. So um, that that is that mm, you're always depending on your perspective whether you're pessimistic or optimistic, you are always going to decide how it could have gone. If you're a more of a pessimistic person, you're going to go, yep, that one was wrong. And 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 that you're just going to decide that every decision that you made was essentially wrong. Or if you're an optimistic person, you'll be like, well, I maybe I shouldn't have made that mistake, but you know, it turned out this, it turned out that these sorts of other positive things happen. I wouldn't have met this person. I wouldn't have been over here at this time. And you can start to actually piece it together and decide, oh, 
You know, I don't know if there is such a thing as mistakes. I wonder if it is all just part of my journey and that these that these were all correct in in where it's gotten me. Um, So, you know, it's it is all up to you on how you look at those things. That's the kind of the beauty of it. And that is where the power comes from. You were talking about feeling powerless. You can actually decide how you're going to look at the past and you can decide how you're going to look at the now. That's where all your power is. And if you decide to look at it in that positive way, then you completely empower yourself to have an incredible, powerful life. If you decide that it it's all wrong, then you are using your power and that's totally cool. You're using that power to say, oh, okay, these are the things that I did wrong. So that's that's kind of the 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 beauty of it in my in my mind is that you always do have the power. Now, there's still other circumstances. You could have a a, a neurotransmitter imbalance in the brain that makes it so it's very hard to see the positives of the past. And so you could end up beating yourself up over the fact that you can't look at things in a positive way. So, you know, then it's, it's cascading on, on top of itself. So if that is the case for you, then the only thing I can say at that point is just relax and, and do your best to just accept this aspect of yourself, accept the fact that you'd look at things in a negative way. And that's okay. It totally is. Because it's the self-judgment of looking, you know, you see what I'm saying? We're building on and we're building on and we're building on. We're creating so much negative guck that it's very difficult to get out of. So at some point, you have to say to yourself, you know what? It's all okay. (laughs) It is. It's just all okay. And then is you'll finally start to crawl out of that negative experience. So going back to your, because you work with negative entities, could negative entity be so stuck in your head that you can't see the positive of yeah, for sure. a mistake? Yeah. I'm not getting that Brandon currently has a negative entity, but you know, it, but it could be any number of things. Yes. Exactly. It could be a negative entity. It could be, like I said, a neurotransmitter imbalance. There's, there's many possibilities there. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess switching topics, uh, cause I shared an experience with my acceptance with my, with my mom. Do you have any acceptance stories? Oh, uh, (laughs) I'm sure I do. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's plenty of situations where we get to test our acceptance at really, and, and you can create them or you can find yourself in them. So, um, I recently had some pain <laughs> and I was, I was driving and it was very painful and I had to urinate at the same time. And I had a, an hour and a half drive and I was just like, this is terrible. <laughs> this sucks. I want this to be over right now. And instead I was able to kind of go, okay, I can just accept this experience. I can accept this experience for exactly as it is. Know that it'll eventually work out, that I will get to the toilet, <laughs> that I will get to relieve myself, that I will get to maybe, you know, uh, fix this painful situation, stretch out, whatever it is, ice it, whatever it is, and then I will be able to get through it. But right now, I've got to, I've decided that I will move forward with this and kind of test myself experiment with how far can I push this experience? You know, that that's what yoga is doing. You know, this yoga teaches you to hold the pose for so long that you're just like, Oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore. And then when you do it, you make it through. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I can hold it for a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful moment of self discovery of, of um, power your own inner power. You just, you get to it and amazing things um, can happen from that experience, that learning experience where you now move forward, being able to handle more and more difficult situations in your life. Cause they're always going to come up. 
and it's it's up to you on how you're going to deal with those. So that that that's the um, that's the example I can think of right now. I accepted what that just discomfort, just made it through. So how long did you have to hold your bladder for? It was like an hour. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it was serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I definitely, because I, whenever I have to go into town, it, it takes like an hour. And usually within 30 minutes, I always have to go pee. And it's like whenever I go somewhere, I have to make sure that there's a bathroom nearby or I need to do like a little detour. But yeah, it's like holding your bladder is like something interesting because it's like different with a yoga pose because yoga poses you'll usually hold for five to six minutes, but it's like you can hold your bladder for over an hour. And it's like, you just have so much, like so many thoughts going on or like, you're trying to like distract yourself from it to like, not like, you know, pee in your pants. But it's like, I don't know. I can't really describe like that, that sensation of like how I guess powerful you are for being able to hold it for that long. I don't know how healthy, how healthy it is either, but it's definitely shown you that, Hey, you can, you can get past this. Yeah. Well, even in ayahuasca, you know, they teach, they tell you, you can't drink water during the experience and it's, you know, a four hour experience and it is, it does make you a little bit dry and, and there's often points during the ayahuasca experience where you're like, I really want some water. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I can make it through with that water, but because you're in that experience, then all of a sudden you kind of go, well, I'm powerful enough that I can make it through this without having water. Whereas in, when you're not under that influence, then you just go, where's the water? Let's get this, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take care of this problem right now. But mm-hmm. you have another opportunity to go, you know what? I'm not going to die. I haven't had no water for 36 hours, so I should be fine. <laughs> yeah, for me, I didn't have the water problem when I was on ayahuasca. But I remember when I was throwing up, it was painful and it was hard. And like I remember like mid like throwing up would be like how much longer? And it would just keep coming out and keep coming out. And but then after the next day or when you wake up, it's just like so refreshing. It's like, I can't believe I just went through all of that. But it's also like you've grown from that experience. And it's like it makes you I feel like after that, I've definitely it's been easier to surrender to just anything because I went through something so physically challenging with with myself. And it's not like physically challenging, like going through like a marathon or something. It's not like I've ever ran through that much, but I feel like if you are able to go through something physically like exhausting, then you really can see that, oh, well, if I did that, what else can I do? You kind of gain a little bit more curious about yourself. And with my spirituality, I feel like I just gain more and more curious about my like mental strength or my mental like abilities or these like gifts that I'm having. And it feels like with painting now, I finally get to fully like embody it or to fully test it. Cause it's like, I'm creating something from scratch and it's turning out to be something super healing for someone. And without that drive that I had or that curiosity of my own mind, like I don't think I would have gotten to this level so quickly because I remember when I first did my first painting I just loved the energy that came through it was like the same energy when I was surfing or making love with someone or just like doing something that I truly truly loved and I just grew so curious of it I just wanted to like tap into it more and to figure figure it out and I feel like that's like that same scenario of like how long can I hold this bladder for? (laughs) Like how much longer can I hold it? And you just became, you become curious of like, well, how long can I hold it? Like, what is my stopping point? Like, is it just in my head or can I like just keep holding it (laughs) until I actually like, you know, pop or something. I, I, I feel like telling this story, which is not very spiritual at all, but, uh, so when I was younger, I would play football, like, um, you know, like a, like a social club football thing when I first moved to Chicago and I, there, I would go to to Chicago, this one park where we would play. And there was one day that I went and when I got there, I went, "Uh Oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And this is going to be like an hour long game. And the, and the bathrooms were all closed there. You know, there was no way to go because I'm in the city of Chicago. You know, you can't, you can't do that. And we're ready to start the game. So I went, okay, I'm just going to, play with a full bladder. I don't know how this is going to go. And it was warm enough that I was perspiring. And then in, you know, a little bit later I went, 
well, that's weird. I don't, I don't have to go anymore. Mm. And so I kind of realized that because my body needed the liquid in order to cool me, that I'm like, ooh, gross. It's kind of like pulling the back out and, it, and then I'm using it in my body. I'm like, ooh, I'm, I'm sweating pee. This is really horrible. Um, <laughs> but, but anyway, there was another day then that I w- it was driving from Chicago to home to Ohio for the, the night before Thanksgiving, which is the worst time you ever want to try to get out of Chicago. It's a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened. So now I'm in the car. I'm in a complete traffic jam. That's going to be like two hours and I have to go. And I have no like cans or bottles or anything that I can relieve myself in. So I'm thinking, uh oh, you know, this is, this is, I'm in trouble. Like I'm going to have to expose myself or something. I don't know what I'm going to do. Cause it's a, you know, there's walls along the side of the highway. There's, you know, there's just nowhere to go. And so I went, oh, the football thing. So I turned up my front, my, my heater in my car, like maxed it out and mm-hmm. started sweating like crazy. And I didn't, it worked. Have to, it worked. Oh, wow. So that is a solution for anybody <laughs> out there who gets stuck in a situation where they can't pee, sweat it out. Mm. So I was thinking because it was for your fo- football game, right? Yeah. So I was thinking like maybe you were nervous and that's why you had to go pee. But the fact that you said that you did that in the car <laughs> did not validate that you were nervous. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> yeah. It works. It's an interesting. Yeah. I like that story, even though it's super gross. You accepted what you had to do, and then you surrendered to your sweat. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> I accepted what I had to do, and I did it. I, I feel like it's pretty pretty spiritual story. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. <laughs> Just I, could, I could link it to acceptance and to surrender. <laughs> yeah. I, I, for some reason, just linked it to strategy. I was just like, okay, how can I solve this difficult problem? I, I don't know. The, oh, right. I remember the one situation I was able to pull from that memory. But Well, aren't all like spiritual concepts like strategies? Like, you know, even when I'm fighting with someone, it's like, well, what's the strategy that I'm going to take to yeah. accept this situation and to surrender to it? So yeah. it's all like, it's all, I don't. Like, it's not like I don't like the word spirituality, but it's almost like I feel like every experience can be spiritual or you can find essentially a silver lining or a message within anything that you do. And it's like it's more like a way of life than actually segregating yourself into like, oh, you're so spiritual. It's more like I'm just being me or it's like this is just who I am. It just happens that it's called spirituality. Right. Um, it's like yeah, so in that on earth, like the word right. spirituality wouldn't even exist. It would be called something else or it would be just the way that everybody is acting. Yeah. But it's like interesting how someone else is going to put a judgment on me because I'm so spiritual. But it's really me accepting that like, hey, I am spiritual. Like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I don't care yeah. what you think. But it's accepting that they think that I'm spiritual and accepting that they're putting a judgment on me. And I'm going to surrender by still just being me or I'm not going to hide it anymore because there's no point of no point of it. At least what I'm right. learning. Yeah, so interesting, and you know, essentially, all experiences then are a, a of a spiritual nature, right? Like it's because it is all part of us; it's integrated in us, and all, all experiences are valid experience, a valid source experience is the way I like to say it. Because um, you know, we are all the one, we are all source, we are all the creator, and so every experience, no matter how weird or you know, painful or difficult or asshole-ish or whatever, they're all valid source experiences that we're having. And and one thing that, that makes it a little bit more mm, uh, conscious is to actually just notice the experience, what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just do automatically, then you're acting on your robotic or your evolutionary instincts and if you if you do not have awareness of what you're doing, because, oh, like that example I gave earlier of the escalation in the argument, both mm-hmm. people are not really totally aware that they're escalating the argument. They're actually trying to make their point or whatever, or they're in that routine, that habit. So they're not very conscious. And that consciousness allows for new possibility. Yeah. And I feel like it's like, 
noticing it and observing it are very key factors for the beginning stages of learning about acceptance. Because you first have to observe what's happening by through your through your awareness of the situation, and then maybe when it comes again and again and again, you'll like learn to to react in a more con- I guess conscious way. It's like I don't know. You just keep we keep using the same words. I but, know. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like uh, like this is one of the key things that I always teach is always to observe your surroundings, and it's like that surrounding could be the other person that that you're reacting to, and just by listening to their tone of voice or to the way that they're reacting could just mean that they're feeling sad or they're feeling stressed, and this that's the only way they know how to communicate. And I think if you can accept that this is their way of expressing themselves, it's going to make it easier to communicate with them because you're able to communicate like, hey, I feel that you're stressed. Do you want to talk about it? Or like, hey, I feel I feel like you're stressed. Let's go get some ice cream or let's go and do something fun. It's Mm -hmm. like you're breaking away from 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 that thing instead of getting frustrated that this person got stressed and they don't know how to deal with their own emotions. But maybe you're there so that way you can help them in becoming more self-aware or helping them embody something something different because they don't know that they're reacting this way unless you're able to clearly communicate and to accept that that's just how they were um and it's like it's almost as if like yeah there's 3d there's people that are in that 3d realm or even like a 2d realm but it's more more of accepting that they're in that state and not wishing that they were more of, of a 5d person or or whatever do you want them to be and i think that even if someone is a 3d person it's like that's 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 enough that's okay and you just have to love them that way it's that unconditional love that you always talk about saying it's like really loving them for who they are or what they are in this present time maybe eventually they will speed up into more of a 5d person but it's through your acceptance of them in the moment is going to help them reach that next dimension or that next self-realization that they need right this seems like the point to put it to to tell the door story i think i tell you this maybe once before but if i could if there was a doorway and you could see through the doorway that actually it it was the 5d consciousness society the world is in 5d would you step through the door and most people say well yeah of course i'd go through the door and then they step through the door and they find out like wait a minute I'm still back in the 3D world. What happened? And they would turn to me and go, Zane, you liar. You know, you said if I step through the door, I go to 5D. And of course, it's a trick question because if you actually say, no, I don't need to go through that door. I accept everything exactly as it is. And I love it exactly as it is unconditionally because we created it. I came here specifically to experience the 3D and I can't wait to experience the next minute and the next minute and the next month and the next year and love this now moment. Uh, Then it's unnecessary for me to go through the door. Then congratulations. You've just reached 5D consciousness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's really, I think 5D consciousness is just accepting where you are right now is totally okay. And right. it's, that's, I don't know, it's not like that's the meaning of life, but that's a big part of it. <laughs> right. The meaning of life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is no meaning of life, or there is, but. Spiritual phrases, I can't, I can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not good enough. <laughs> Judgment. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, so I definitely like uh, that perspective, and and it's hard. A lot of people really have trouble with that perspective because the empath side of us goes, yeah, but everything sucks. Like people are being murdered and they're being tortured, and animals are being abused, and on and on and on. This this world is an effed up place, and I'm not okay with it. And and the other thing too, I I feel that there's a, that we as empaths. We tune into the suffering. We tune into the innocent. We tune into the abused very, very well. Um, but when we try to tune into the abusers, we tune into the anger and we turn into the hatred. And, uh, and, and as opposed to actually underlying all of that is a scared child. Mm. In each of the angry, horrible people, actually buried deep within, is a terrified child. So if we as empaths tapped into that aspect 
of the assholes, of the dicks, of the of the destroyers, then all of a sudden we would look at them differently. We would kind of reach out to them, even though we they probably wouldn't be able to be affected by our reaching out. Mm-hmm. But we wouldn't look at the world with so much disgust and anger and disappointment and everything. We would just be like, yeah, I get it. I accept that they're struggling so much that they feel like they need to act in this way and do these terrible things. It's, it's too bad. I, you know, uh, rather than all those guys deserve to be punished and they deserve to go into, you know, karma, you know, bad lives and on and on, like that doesn't help uh, raise the vibration of the planet. It's, I feel like a lot of, what you said is just about accepting your own. I call it, well, this is why I made Island Awakening because I feel like everybody's on their own little island because you really only travel X amount of miles every day and you're kind of like stuck in your own little like hub. Um, I'm just happen to be surrounded by the ocean, but other people could be surrounded by the mountains or whatever, or the city. And it's like, if you can work on your island, if you can work on, the community that you're in or just the the people that you interact with. I feel like that's like enough to help reciprocate, you know, someone else to wake someone else in their, in their community or in their little Island. And it's just like, it all starts with you. And then just helping one person. It's like, I feel like that's, that's truly enough or just giving them your unconditional love to this one person. You'll start to see that a lot of the things are going to shift in your life. You'll start to see that you're attracting different things or it's easier to man- manifest what you want or, you know, like more, more good things might happen to you because you did this one act of kindness or this one act of truly being conscious with, with someone. So I'm even seeing it with my everyday actions or in the people that I'm meeting now. It's definitely different than, you know, years before. Even the the friendships that I'm making now, they're more wholesome than, than, than what they were before. Because I've worked on myself for so many years and now I'm at a place where I don't hate my job or I'm not lowering my vibration through through like meaningless meaningless things. And it's like because I've reached this point, it's like I'm realizing the power of it all or the power within me and it's able to i'm able to help teach someone that now i recently just went to a gathering and i was telling someone how i paint and how i use my intuition and she goes do you have like a community that you teach people to like who do you like how do i learn more and it's like i don't really teach it's just you know whoever i interact with i just like sharing that with but it just shows that if you're being truly authentic with yourself it's going to help someone else be want to be authentic or want to be curious about themselves too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Well, I've got a lot of stuff going on. We've only got a couple of minutes left, so I've got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I have a, 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 um, an event this weekend. So on Saturday, the, cosmic TV first two original series, are being released. So one is a, a, like a TV show series called birthing a new earth. And, and weirdly and ironically, there's also a documentary called new earth era and they have no, no tie to each other whatsoever. They just both use new earth in the title and it's exciting, like some really cool stuff. So if anybody is not already a, a subscriber to the Cosmic TV Facebook or the Cosmic TV YouTube, then definitely jump on that and you'll be able to see that live because we'll be interviewing the people that were interviewed in the documentaries. We'll, we'll be taking clips and talking to them about that, having them expand on it and doing kind of a, a subscriber drive to add more subscribers to Cosmic TV as we are now you know, moving into that place where we are getting more and more original, unique content. So it's a, uh, it's a, an exciting, fun time. So uh, I would love, I would encourage everybody to go. It's like 11 AM Pacific time on Saturday is when it starts. So that's 2 PM Eastern. And your higher self expo is coming up too. Yeah. Yeah. And then the higher self expo is the following weekend. <laughs> and that's 36 speakers over 24 straight hours of, you know, insanity. It's we move around the planet from, you know, eight hours in the U S eight hours in Australia and then eight hours in Europe. And uh, yeah, so there's, there's a big push to get 
everybody to check that out too with all these amazing speakers and our and our theme for that is where science meets spirituality yeah. um, i kind of want to listen to that one you want to what i want to listen to those science science people on that one Oh yeah, yeah. We got some scientists. It's pretty cool. Um, I just posted in there that how you can sign up for the Higher Self Expo, and then here is the link for Cosmic TV. And I'm working on a new collection, so I'm hoping to release that sometime next week. So if you want, you can go to my website and subscribe to my email list, so that way you can have first dibs on it or to check it out when I do release it. It's going to be a little different. I'm actually making everything on unrolled canvases. So that way I can ship them rolled and it'll be a little bit more cost efficient and a lot more abstracts that are just something new and fun. So awesome. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, everyone. I love you unconditionally. Thanks for tuning in today and we'll see you next week. Yeah, there's no question mark. We will see you next week. We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. <laughs> if you show up, not you, Monica, but the audience, then we will see them next week. Yeah. Aloha, everybody. Bye. <laughs>